Hey, you're listening to Super Action Bros, a podcast to talk about movies with explosions and card tricks. <laughs> and uh, you stole mine. I was going to go and Magician Assassin's Creed because that's what this movie turned out no, to be. No, nobody taps into their genetic memory and travels. Oh, back no, in that's time. true. But it's about a secret society that comes together to, 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 to help people through trickery and magic. Is and it, it started in ancient Egypt. Is it? Is it? I mean, yes. No, that's, I don't think it is. That's the that's the that's the dumb that's the dumb premise that that no, is no, the no. that's not even this. a premise. That's like some extra stupid bit for the sequel. No, 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 that no. They no. decide to that, throw in towards but, the end. But that is a bit that no, is sure. the, the yeah, driving force behind okay. this movie. Let's, let's pedal it back. Getting into buddy. a magic society. All right. Oh God. All right. Hi everybody! Welcome to Super Action Bros. I'm Ryan and I'm Ian. Uh, welcome to uh, what what do, what do we call it? Thanks Thank, taking. Thanks taking yeah. month, uh, where we're watching some heist movies, or at least supposed we're supposed to be. I yeah. I mean, like <laughs> technically heists occur. Yeah, things I would say. are stolen. Yeah. Uh, so in this time, I think we mistitled it last time. Uh, we watched 2013's "Now You See Me" is the name. I think of we now might have called me, it "Now You See It," which is a better title if you think about it. Is it? Now you see it versus well, now, no, but I mean, now like, you see me, a, now you don't, now you about, see it, now you don't. Yeah, but it's about that one guy. Yeah, I guess. Um, but uh, it is a movie that involves equal parts heists and magic and yeah. deplorable everything else. Um, so uh, before we get into it, though, uh, a couple of things to let you guys know about. If you'd like to reach out to our, uh, if you'd like to reach out to our podcast network, to our show, or any other shows, you can preferably our show because uh, that's yep. what we're pushing right now. Uh, you can go to the Stuff Us. and Things Podcast Network website, which is stuffandthingsnetwork.com. Go there, click on the Super Action Bros artwork. You'll be taken to a page where you can listen to all of our old episodes. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Reach out to us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, and uh, Letterboxd. Uh, you can also reach out to us individually on social media. For me, Ian, you can find me on the internet at irich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. I'm on Twitter also, Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. You can also reach out to us uh, via email. There's a contact us button on the front page of the website. Click on that, fill out the form, click. and shoot us an email. Shoot. So all of that at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. So Ryan. Yeah. Now you see me. We watched this. I've heard a lot about. Here's the thing. Uh, yeah. I heard a lot about this movie. This I've heard a lot a, of people who thought it was brilliant. I've heard a lot of people who said this is stupid. So <laughs> so with yeah, I had two. And the last time there was a series of movies that I had very little of an idea about. And a lot of people hated it. And a lot of people loved it was the Fast and Furious movies. Right. And those are great. Post <laughs> Post the second one third and on they're super good right and so i was yeah I, I went into it with an open mind i was hoping like oh boy new film franchise a new cinematic universe for us to explore right um well but then we watched it <laughs> uh so let's talk about the people who made this movie so who made this movie sure it was directed by louis leterrier okay uh he is a director of some note uh, I mean, his probably the thing that his, oh, he directed his, the Incredible Hulk, right? Yeah, that and the Transporter are probably his two biggest claims and to fame. Clash of the Titans, uh, in terms, I mean, like I said, biggest claims to fame. <laughs> um, good movies that he's made. Uh, he he also made Transporter too. He also Ooh. made actually Unleashed. If you haven't seen Unleashed, which was released, oh yeah, the, the uh, one with Jet Li. Yeah, it was released yeah, originally yeah. in Europe as Donnie the Dog. Is actually really Bob good. Hoskins. Yeah. yeah, Bob Hoskins is in Jet it. Lee, he's yeah. great, terrifying. That's a good movie. Uh, so yeah, that's the director of the movie. He also looks like he's directing part of the new Netflix Dark Crystal series for all you Jim Henson Muppet fans out there. Mm, you poor fans, uh, <laughs> boy. Tell you When's, what, I want to know when the Labyrinth series is coming. That's what I want. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, Andrew Stanton directed a couple episodes of Stranger Things. Too. Yes, I did. I yeah. found that out. Uh, it made me smile. Yeah, I like that dude. Uh, so anyway, n- 
so that's who directed this movie. Right. Uh, but I but I would say the fault is not entirely his. Um, uh, spoiler: We probably weren't thrilled about this one. Um, the so the it two, was perfectly all right. It was, but a, it was not I, great. I don't even know if I would call it that. Anyway, so the guys who wrote the movie, the story credits uh, go to Boaz Yakin or Yakin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also um, wrote Prince uh, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Uh, that's really, you know, it. He also wrote the Max movie, which is the movie about the dog, and then there's the sequel. Uh, he also wrote. The Dirty Dancing sequel. Okay. Uh, he wrote a Dust Till Dawn sequel. Okay. Uh, he wrote the 1989 Punisher movie. All right. Uh, okay. So the other the other credited writer and story um, is a guy named Edward Reichort. He is working on that show Wayward Pines, which mm-hmm. I hear is really good. Uh, he also worked on Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you know, not too bad. And then uh, it looks like so the story by is those two guys, but they also have screenplay by and the guy they brought in to polish the screenplay and and show them how to write uh, a grown up movie. I'm I'm assuming I don't actually know if that's the case. Uh, Ed Solomon. Uh, this is a guy who wrote things like Men in Black, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That makes sense. Um, based on some of the humor in this movie. Yeah. He's, he's, he also wrote the original Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote <coughs> Gary Shandling show. Uh, like he's been he's been writing stuff for a long time. Right. Uh, but but and we usually don't get into the producers on this show. But the producers of this movie, two of the producers of this movie are the reason this movie is the way it is. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that out loud. Uh, and and if you disagree with me, that's fine. But I'm pretty sure that the way this the reason this movie is the way it is is because these two guys. There's a whole bunch of producers, uh, a whole bunch of executive producers, as usual. Uh, one of the producers is Bobby Cohen, uh, who has done uh, not a whole lot of other stuff: Jarhead, Memoirs of a Geisha, Revolutionary Road. Um, but the two producers who are of note here are Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orki or Orsi. Uh, these are guys who did things like write the first Transformers movie that Michael Bay made. Um, they wrote, they've written all the Star Treks. Uh, they were producers on the amazing Spider-Man series of movies. Um, they were producers on the new Mummy movie that just came out. They, these guys so are they have like a really checkered track record. Cause no, the Star Trek movies are pretty fun. But, but Amazing so, Spider-Man, not so good. Transformers, not so great. Mummy, not so great from what I understand. So they they sort of came onto the scene working for J.J. Abrams and Alias. Uh, and after... Oh, uh, they're, like, they're like crappy J.J. Abrams offspring? Y- yes, they okay. wrote <laughs> they wrote Mission Impossible 3, which J.J. Abrams directed. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, and then after that, that was that was sort of their, their stepping stone. And then Transformers, screenplay and story mm-hmm. was where they became sort of big deals they also were the guys behind cowboys and aliens they also were the creators of the show fringe right um so it's it it, they they have a very particular thing that they like to do in movies uh which is make it really really twisty like almost unnecessarily twisty and, and then not explain things which in and of itself that's fine i don't know if i would say this movie's not explained i would say it's explained too much well yeah okay there well, are we'll, parts we'll of it that, that are explained. We'll get into that explained. debate. I will we'll get into that debate. But they're they're guys who who value complexity for complexity's sake in sure, the I would plot agree. and story of a movie until it becomes so obvious that it's not complex at all. Right, and you totally call the ending. Yes, they 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 in fall the of the movie. They fall hard into cliche after making you really confused. Yes, and and that is a substitute for cleverness and good writing. Right, in their case. Right. 
Um, we'll talk about the twists in this movie that happen. All right, so let's talk about the people. All right, in this movie. So let's talk about let's talk about the the the, the, the characters the known as the so four we've got, horsemen. We've got Facebook. <laughs> we got we've got Woody Harrelson. We've so we've got, got no. So together we have Zombieland. We have not Ron Howard's daughter. You have Isla Fisher, which the only thing I can picture her in is season four of Rest Development, in which she plays not Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, she's also um, she's also in uh, she's probably most well known for Wedding Crashers. That was the first oh, movie okay. that she she played in. Oh, okay, well known. She's yeah, also yeah. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's wife. Oh, really? I know that. Yes. Uh, and then um, cheaper James Franco. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, now now they're getting no, to be on par. Yeah, yeah. Those no, two. Dave Franco. Dave. Franco. Uh, he's he's actually like a he and. They if they had replaced if he was Dave if he was James Franco in the movie it wouldn't have worked no it had to be it had to be Dave it had Franco. to be Dave Franco um and so here's okay let, let's 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 and, blow and through this so we're gonna go through those four and then we'll talk about well, everybody yeah else. let's blow it's through fine. this real fast so um four different types of magicians sure. we have one that's like the big like and they're I'm all, gonna do a big spectacle they're magician. all sort of obviously based on uh, you know amalgams of other magicians yeah um. But yeah, so Isla Fisher is the like big set piece magician. She's more like the no, she's I wouldn't oh, okay. say she's like the big set piece magician. She's more the escape artist. She's like the, oh, okay. I'm not gonna do card tricks or sleight of hand. I'm gonna get myself in situations and get myself out of it. Oh, and, and make it look like a mistake. Yeah. Oh no. Oh oh, oh she's no. dead. You know she <laughs> real talk though. I yeah. found out she actually almost oh, really she did drowned. almost actually die, <laughs> and and she was trying to tell them that hey I am drowning in this scene, and they're like oh man that's really good acting. Like it really <laughs> yeah. seems like she's. Struggling. They need to have they need to have like an actual code thing. Like if I do this, yeah, yeah. that means I'm. In trouble. A special light yeah. that she can light or something. Yeah. Um, she she is alive. Yes. So we have Jesse She's Eisenberg survived. or Facebook. Uh, AKA Facebook. Uh, AKA Lex Luthor now. Oh yeah. Um, Zombie Land too. Uh, he uh, he's kind of like the big like spectacle magician because he's like the yeah, one who's but like, he's Look. also the close up magic guy. He's like the da- he's like, you know what he is. He's, he's closest the thing Blaine. to David Blaine. Yeah, he's the David Blaine. Yeah, and and I mean they all have shades of David Blaine. Yeah, sort of. But but he's like the one that's like, oh, is this your card? No, is it that up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, what the frick? It reminds me of those. You remember those old internet videos, yeah, right? No, they're, yeah, they're still terrible. <laughs> they're still super. Uh, Woody Harrelson is the. Um, he's like he's a mentalist. They say yeah. it right up front. He's the mentalist. He's the well, one who and, hypnotizes and for those of you, people. Yeah, mentalists are like hypnotizers, and then like make assumptions about you and and yeah. and stuff like that. Yes, you know Sherlock Holmesy yeah. kind of a situation, or, or those people who say I talk to people after death. Who has somebody? Who has a, somebody have a relative with the with P, P, Peter Peter Peter? Yeah. Oh, my uncle's name was Peter. Yes, that's who I'm talking yeah. to in the spirit world. Those guys are also mentalists. Don't buy it. Uh, and then Dave, Fra- Dave Franco, rather, is the um, he's, he's, ca- he's he's the no no. There's a there's definitely there's a guy. His name is Apollo something, and he works in Vegas, and he does what Dave Franco does, which is steal from people. Yeah, but he does it in an obvious and open way. Yeah. but he's a he's a pickpocket. Yeah. He's a you know guy who who takes stuff. And you know what? Honestly, based he on also the- apparently based on what happens in the movie. Is like a ninja and does parkour <laughs> apparently because that those all those things all go together. Yeah, I think. Uh, I also, but but here's the thing: when the movie started off, when it showed the first four magicians, uh-huh. I was kind of into it. I was like, really? This... I thought that they were all insufferable. I know d- I, I didn't like immediately. I didn't like any. In of fact, them. I texted you. I didn't. And I li- said all of these people are insufferable. I didn't like any of them. But here's what I thought: I'm like, ooh, but these guys are jerks enough to pull off a heist. Uh-huh. See. I'll tell you my rewrite of the movie okay. where it focuses only on the first trick they do. 
and that's the whole movie that's the whole movie and that they actually pulled it off somehow and then it's like an oceans 11 like we have one thing we're gonna do actually like they use like they do the oceans 11 trick they do that's how that's how i knew because matt matt my roommate watched with me we're trying to figure out how to do this trick and it was like like oh maybe they did this i'm like no, they made a copy of the vault. And yeah. he's like, no, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, the Ocean's Eleven did. <laughs> I watched it's Ocean's Eleven two Ocean's weeks 11. ago. I know what happened in yeah, that Yeah, sorry movie. we're a little behind on the show. But, by um, the it's all right. We'll, 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 we'll move quickly um, as far as like getting these out to you. Um, so, so then we also have... So Okay, so those are our four. So I was interested to watch that movie. And then that was the first third of the movie. And then I quit caring. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if that was the first third. Uh, that was a, <laughs> this is the first like fifteen minutes. Sure. Okay. So let's talk about the rest of our, our cast. Sure. So we have Morgan Freeman. Yes. He plays the Yuri Geller. He plays the the. Ah, uh, no, debunker. he's not the Yuri Geller. Yuri nah. Geller is the one who is the is the he's like the um. He's the debunker. He's no. You know what he is? I'll tell you what he is. Huh. He's gonna really dumb it down, but. Remember, I don't know if you remember this in the late '90s because I know you didn't watch a lot as much TV as I did as a mm. kid. Do you remember on Fox they'd have these specials with this guy called the Masked Magician? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh-huh. who he is. Yeah, he's yeah. like, here's how they do it. Yeah, he's, he's he's almost like they try to try to play it off like he's kind of like also kind of Penn and Teller in the way of is like I'm going to show you that this is is garbage. Yeah, yeah. But like it's more the Masked Magician. Like mm-hmm. I don't like that people fool people for money. It's yeah. Like, what? Yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> Oh, the magic! Like, isn't that the contract we all enter into when we go see a magic show? Yeah, <laughs> like, when we go see a, a a magic show. And I mean, Penn and Teller kind of do that, but they do it in a more tongue and shit. They, they like they're like more on the Harry Houdini school. This guy feels he's trying like he's trying to be Harry Houdini. Yeah, like I'm debunking people, but it's like no, you're just well. The thing that Penn and Teller do, do is that they debunk a trick, and in the process of of showing you how they did a trick, do another, another trick, one. which yeah. they don't show you, and exactly. it's clever and funny. Uh, we also have Michael Caine. Yes. You know, because they they kind of have this Inception vibe going, so they figured, why not get <laughs> somebody from Inception? You're right, they do. Uh, let's get Michael Caine, and yep. he plays the owner of an insurance company with a lot of money. Yeah, um, and he plays a very rich man who is their benefactor for a while. Yeah, and so then after that, we have the the sort of FBI slash law enforcement establishment. We have yes. uh, we have Hulk. <laughs> we we do have Mark Ruffalo. Mark yes. Ruffalo. Um, we have Melanie Laurent, uh-huh. who plays an Interpol agent who at no point ever proves that she's an Interpol agent. No badge is ever nope, flashed. never. She just says, I'm an Interpol, Interpol agent. agent. Um, Maybe the people who made this movie didn't know what kind of credentials an Interpol agent yeah, I, I was feel like, supposed I to I have. I feel like that's a Google. But, yeah, you know. I know. Well, um, and they were so, too busy planning all these amazing magic tricks. Yeah, and so then also... Where they flash a flashlight at paper. Yeah. Uh, and so then also we have a couple of other FBI guys. We have Michael Kelly, yeah. uh, who is totally one of those that guy actors. Yeah. I guess he's on House, House of Cards. Yes. Uh, he was in the Adjustment Bureau. Right. Uh, but I've seen him in just a ton of stuff. But I he's oh, he's the Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on the Person of Interest show. He's mm-hmm. on the show The Good Wife. He's, you know. Like, if you need somebody to play an FBI agent, you yep, get this that, guy. That's, that's the guy. Uh, we also have rapper Common. Yes. He is barely in the movie. Yes. But there he is. There he is. Professional rapper Common. Yep. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's... I mean, we got a lot of bit parts, and <laughs> and but not really anybody... Not even really, like, solid cameos. No, no solid cameos. Uh, Conan O'Brien appears yeah. as himself very briefly. Yes. Uh Skyping with with uh Michael, Michael Caine and it even has the Skype logo there and they say Skype in yep. the in the situation just to make sure. But that that's we're good. about it. Uh there's a guy who is in this movie whose name is Han Soto, which 
Like, that's a hell of a name right there, man. <laughs> I don't know what else he's been in. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it's... it's it, it's it's Halt, Halt and Catch Fire. So he's I, in Logan as a valet. I've heard this term before. Um, and it's something I will, I will, I will not say our show came up with by any means, but I, but, but I've heard it before by other movie critiquers that I uh-huh. like. uh, talent bomb. Yeah. Like this is a movie that has a lot of talented people, but is not very good. Yep. It's got Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman. You get well, two of the guys from, you're like, the, like we're watching Nolan movies. Let's get those two. Oh, guys. and this movie has the two a old guys from the Nolan Batman vibe. movies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's trying to be Christopher Nolan. It is. It's, it's really trying to do. And it's ironically. I mean, Christopher Nolan has made a magician's movie. Yes. Uh, the Prestige. Yes. Uh, he, you can tell because this movie kind of at the beginning tries to knock it off. Yeah. No, I mean, this this movie is a Christopher Nolan fan fiction. Yes, like, it is. In the style of Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. <laughs> you know, it's like listening to a cover band. It's true. Uh, it's true. No, there's a tribute. They're it's a tribute true. band. It's true. Um, but the, the, yeah, absolutely, this is a talent bomb. This is a movie that you go see, you're like, well, how bad could it be? It's got both Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And Woody Harrelson. And yeah, and these guys were kind of and like Jesse Jesse Eisberg at the time was like, oh, that's the Facebook guy. Yeah. I almost feel like all of the main four magicians were the second or third choice for the actor for their role. Like I feel like Woody I, Harrelson's pretty good, but 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 what if Owen Wilson was that role? What if he just had what if he just threw in a couple I of I feel like no, wow. I, feel, I feel like honestly Jesse Eisenberg's first choice. Yeah, you think yeah, so? Absolutely. I mean he is he is the most insufferable actor that I can imagine. And <laughs> some people I don't care. What is it about it that he, everybody hates him so he's much? He's just smug as Yeah, that's who he plays. I know. And I, I everybody actually no, the all the main characters in this movie are so smug that I want the Hit them in their perfect faces. No, I, I agree. He, he, I can tell you that this. I can tell you that Dave Franco is probably not a first choice, and I can tell you Isla Fisher was probably not a first choice. Yeah, you're probably right with that. They didn't. They they need. They probably wanted. No offense, else. Dave Franco and Isla. And Fisher. no offense to anybody. You I guys mean, are they, fine. They tried. It's not you. They did. They did the best they could with the material they were given. Yeah. Um. But I'll, I'll be honest. Which is with a you. theme in or in Orco. But I'll, I'll be honest. I will say. Kurtzman, I will say this. As a magician. This is going to sound kind of crappy, but I'll say it. As a magician, you kind of, and especially the magicians they're trying to portray, you kind of have to have that smug, I'm a jerk. Well, kind no, of I mean, thing and, and it's, it's, it's pure writing. The characters are all written that way. Yeah. Everybody, every single person who talks in this movie, for the most part, is like so sure of themselves it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and that's part of the whole thing. That's part of the whole point of the movie. Um, so before I I go into all of the reasons that I did not enjoy this movie, um, or maybe as an Are intro themes? too, let's well, let's talk about the themes and the MacGuffin. the MacGuffin. So what is a MacGuffin, Ryan? Sure, MacGuffin is a Alfred Hitchcock filmmaking term that we kind of play with loosely here, uh, but it, it generally means the thing that everybody's trying to get in a movie. Um, in you know, Indiana Raiders Jones, the Raiders Lost of the Lost Ark, it's the Ark of the Covenant. Yes. Uh, so what is it in this movie? Um, I'll tell you what it is. It's the eye. It, no. no. Not until the last quarter of the movie is no. that the case. It, I know what it is. Well, let's hear it. Justice! <laughs> nah, yeah, I mean, it's... it's. I they, mean, these four people are not working for justice, but really, they're working for justice. They, that's not what drives them. Yeah. They want to get into the secret magic club. Well, but I mean... But everything the- they do to prove that they're worthy to get in the secret magic club is... Okay. Pause right now. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I'm going to spoil the end of this movie. Uh-oh. And so oh, if no. you really have not seen this and you're like, I, I really oh, want no. don't want to know the twist ending, that's, that's okay. 
So much of a twist. Three, two, one. So they're all doing this to revenge Mark Ruffalo's dead magic dad. Right, yeah. So it's revenge slash justice. Yeah. That's that's the MacGuffin of the movie. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. to be and to be honest, even Morgan Freeman is trying to get revenge slash justice on the magic community. Yeah. It's not like a tangible MacGuffin. So it's it's revenge. Or I feel like the more answer. Than if yeah, the yeah. audience's MacGuffin is what's going, what's going on? on? Is there a plot? Does it make sense? Yeah. No. No, no. It, no it, it makes sense. It's just not good. I think <laughs> I think maybe a theme of this movie is maybe one of the goals for the writers and, and producers and directors of this movie was what if the theme is nothing is as it seems? That's but I don't but I don't think that's they, what they try right, to do. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that that succeeds as a theme. No, it does not. Because, um, and I, and I want to get into something that I talked about that well, that is important in heist movies. Yeah. And that I talked about very specifically last time with Ocean's Eleven. Well, there's something else we have to mention too, because not only sure. is this a heist movie in a way, but it's also a magic movie. Yes. It is a magic movie in the vein of a let's try to modernize and make it slicker and more. It's like this is like let's put a Michael Bay paint on the Prestige. That's yeah. what this movie is trying to do. So, oh, so man, we have so to talk. To there. So we have to talk right, about the talk prestige about in we'll... the sense in the sense that if you haven't seen the prestige, spoiler alert again. Um, the idea behind that is nothing is what you expect. In the yeah. opening of that movie, they make it very clear. Look at this. What you're seeing is not is not what the tri- what, what's going on here. Yeah. Well, but and here's the thing in this movie is that like. This movie tries to do that and and fails. It's almost the same style opening, but one is good and one is bad. You have to, when you're watching a movie about people doing magic tricks, uh, the whole point of when you're watching a magic show, the whole point of when you're watching the magic show is that you are seeing it with your own eyes. Yes. And so if you get tricked because you weren't watching a certain part of the stage when a certain thing happened, that's on you. Yeah. When you're in Vegas or whatever. Yeah. But in a movie... There, it, it, the camera is what does the is what's there is what is the witness. You yourself are not experiencing the magic. You're watching it being experienced in a specific way, and so it it takes away. Honestly, I think it really takes away one of the visceral aspects of watching a magic show because you're watching a movie. Well, I mean, there's a part in the movie where where Isla Fisher turns a rabbit into a hat. And I was like, well, how they do that is all CGI. <laughs> okay. You're looking at it from a very different angle than how I'm looking at it. Then. Yeah. Because I looked at it as a, yeah, there's going to be. <sighs> but if I saw someone do that in front of me, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm genuinely curious how they do that. But in the movie, it's like, oh, they used green screen. But here's they the They used digital sure. editing after it, it, the fact. That, that, but okay, there's you're, no, you're looking at there's it in a no different. excitement You're looking there. at it in a different realm. You're looking at it as I'm watching a magic trick. Well, but that's. That's I'm the looking, way. That's the way they shoot the magic. Sure, scenes. that I'm, camera is constantly swooping, just like we're I'm watching looking, an episode of American Idol. I'm looking or whatever. at it as a who's, who's got talent. I'm looking at it as a. I mean, for the little things like the turning the the hat into the rabbit or her in a bubble, like that stuff. I'm just like, okay, yeah, it's a movie. There's probably some reason they're not going to explain that. But when I'm watching these big tricks, they're supposed to be the tentpole moments, like the like the making the guy go to the bank and steal all the money. Yeah, uh, taking all of Michael Caine's money. Uh, somehow, uh, at the very end, turning into money. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what that last illusion was. Um, but but when I'm watching those, I'm thinking, especially the first one, I think the first one is the best example of this. They're showing you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, a quote-unquote smart moviegoer, you're going to figure it out. And if you're not smart, 
Five minutes later, Morgan Freeman's going to explain it to you. And everything he said, for the most part, I was like, yep, they stole the money already. The money in the vault wasn't real money. Yeah. Uh, so that, they, but, but that they, was the only time that they did that. They already they already planted this guy. Like, again, again and I was, that's why when they finally revealed all that in the first, like, 25 minutes of the movie, I'm like, I thought this was going to be the whole thing. I thought it was one big heist they were trying to pull off. Yeah. Like, or they pulled off this heist and they were going to, like... I figured we'd go more into these characters' backstories. I had a whole other movie envisioned oh, gotcha. for this. You had, you had expectations. I, I had expectations here. in the sense of like, okay, I'm kind of intrigued by this movie. Tell me more. Like, there's multiple times when I watched it, I paused it, and I went, I'm intrigued by this. Okay. In the first 20 minutes. After that, yeah. I'm like, oh. The second this is trick, just gonna the New be Orleans less... trick, it's like, how did they do that? It's like, they were they watching a movie. Money. <laughs> it's fake. They, they didn't a, do anything. They did a computer thing. Yeah, That's what like, happened. Like they just like, oh, how did they make the the digits change on the thing? They didn't. It's a. Com- it, they did it in the computer. It's a movie. Yeah, and like we'll, we'll, we'll say, it just is is so lame. Yeah, and same thing for honestly, same thing for when they do the uh, when they do the oh like oh, when they're like oh when I say when I when you hear somebody say freeze, tackle him. Yeah, yeah. that was the first time when I was like, Mark Ruffalo's this fifth dude, isn't he? Well, okay, so, so I was like, how would he know to say that specific phrase to then divert attention so, from himself? Well, I mean, specifically, he had just watched that part happen, and he still said freeze. Yes, um, that's, that's and when so, that, I, I went. He's a little too complicit in this. He knows right, what's going so, on. So I'm watching this movie, and before I get to the twist, I was unhappy with Mark Ruffalo's character because, and I've been reading a lot of uh, TV reviews on stuff, and there's this theory that started to come up that I see a lot of in TV reviews. Um, and it is the idea of in in badly written TV shows, um, the way to make plot happen in an episode is to give a character the idiot ball, and, and that's something okay. like the idiot ball or the idiot stick, and and what that means is that for that character in that episode, they're going to they're going to be stupid, they're going to make choices against what they would normally do, choices that are bad and dumb and wrong. Because we need the plot to happen. Yeah. And because these writers aren't so good, so I need somebody to carry the idiot stick for this episode. Okay. Oh, it's it's Rick. Okay. And so everything that Rick does this episode is stupid. Maybe he passes it over to somebody else and they do something stupid. Gotcha. Okay. But somebody somebody's gotta be acting against type and making stupid, bad, illogical choices. Like, hey, he went right for the walking dead on Yeah, that. right? Because <laughs> it's it's such a it, it the walking dead is hardcore into the idiot ball. Um but somebody's gotta be purposely ignoring all of the things that everybody who's watching the show is shouting at the screen for it to work for the episode to work. Okay. And Mark Ruffalo in this movie up until we figure out the twist is carrying the idiot ball hardcore. Well, And here's what they want. Every single time they're like, Hey, let's check in on this thing. He's like, no, I'm angry. We've got too much to do. And it's like, like and 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 you figure out later the reason he did that is because it would have exposed the, whatever is happening. Well, here's what, but like, well, here's what here's what they wanted. Using, using the explanation of the reason he was so stupid is that he was hiding something is like the least the least exciting way that you possibly could right. have done that. Here's what they hoped would happen. Oh, man, I can't believe Mark Ruffalo is so dumb. Look at all this stuff. I would have done better. 
what? He's the, what? That's what they hoped for. Yeah. And honestly, there are probably some people in the audience out there. No, no, I mean, I, went, there, like, I know people what? who like this movie. Oh my God. He was the, whoa. I'm like, yeah, I saw that coming midway through. He's exactly, he's I carrying mean, I, the idiot ball, which means he knows more than he's letting on. Either that or like, and, and honestly, I didn't see it becoming, I didn't see it coming for him because I just I, thought this was bad writing. I did. I, I, knew I thought it, it would be, like, I, I thought like, it would be the French girl. I see. Um, I thought it was either her or him. Right. And I go, one of them is related to that dead magician that they've been talking oh, so yeah, much guaranteed. about. But but I and I. But and when I she kept talking about it more and more, being like yeah, all yeah. interested in the history of it, I'm like, I was like, oh, it's got to be him. Nope. Yeah. That's fair. Um, <laughs> too much. Too much. You're giving us too much information. You would if this was really hurting you or trying to keep a secret. You wouldn't. You wouldn't act like you knew all. Yeah, this. that's true. You would be like, I, I'm I, I didn't. I didn't, I've seen enough Shyamalan movies. I've been burned too many times. I didn't trust the movie to actually successfully pay any of that off. No, I guess I, not. I actually sort of expected the movie to end after the end of the last trick. Mm-hmm. And Mark Ruffalo would just be like, well, I lost. No, I expected, guess we'll catch him. And now you see me, too. I uh, no, I expected. I'm like, OK, when are they, they're going to catch Morgan Freeman? He's the last guy. Great. And then Mark Ruffalo is going to go in there and he's going to mo- and the Morgan Freeman's going to monologue. And then he's going to monologue back. Yeah. And these guys are going to meet him in at this magical carousel. That is the secret entrance to this magical society. Yeah. My hope would be like they went in this magical society and nobody ever saw them again well clearly that's not the case no of course now not you see me too happens. no of course not although i guess they don't ever see isla fisher again because she didn't want to come back uh but <laughs> did somebody else play her part or they just be like oh she didn't they replaced her with somebody else <laughs> of course they, did. they were no i mean like it's not her part it's like Isn't a new harry character. potter in the second one yeah oh boy uh yeah yeah he is um that being so okay so so are, so here's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Let's talk, let's get all the negative out because I want you to tell me one thing you sure, liked about the movie. Sure. Uh, here, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is we talked about in Ocean's Eleven. I mentioned late in our in our episode that um, the that Steven Soderbergh when he makes movies, uh, a lot of them are about lying and the concept of lying and and what is truth and and things like that. And in that movie, it lies to you a lot of times, uh, and then lady, later backtracks and and it doesn't so much lie as much as it does only show you parts of the truth it doesn't in oceans 11 we see things happen from a certain perspective and then later you see it from a different perspective and you're all oh that's how they did it right like you don't realize they're not in the vault for a while you don't realize that they shot all the vault stuff later until later in the movie you know and in and in this movie it but but it kind of keeps the thing of like look we never showed you something that wasn't true we just showed you a part of it and later we showed you the rest of it right and i think that's where oceans 11 is better than this right and that's the thing and i this think these movie, are good like at no point forth. in this movie can i trust that the movie is actually showing me what's happening right exactly. like the movie is is not just omitting omitting certain truths or like <laughs> i pulled it over on you the movie's just straight up lying it's the difference between right. between somebody like coming up to me and being like I feel hey, like somebody uh, watched The Prestige and they watched Ocean's Eleven. They're like, what if we put these two movies together? But it, they were both. All, we used all the elements the wrong way. Yeah. What if we used all the wrong Lego bricks? We just didn't follow the directions. It's it's the difference between, to me, somebody concept, coming up and saying. It's a good idea. And concept. Sure. It's a great idea. Magicians pulling off a heist. Sounds great. Yeah. It sounds like a great it, idea. It does. On paper. The but problem is that the, the movie breaks the rules the movie lies to you constantly and doesn't ever redeem itself it it never shows you the rest of the truth it's just like yep wow magic yeah 
and, and it's just it's just so distressing and so annoying um and the CGI when for the projection <laughs> for the projection mapping when they're on five points and the, that's not how projection mapping works. Yeah, you I can't know. you can't show 3D like that except from an individual point of view. Right. And it, and it really <laughs> bothers me. Um, and Thank you, Ryan, <laughs> the tech nerd. I'm sure. Yes, that's the worst thing. Well, about this I mean, like we're watching that and I'm sure and my wife and I are joking. She's like, how do you think they did that? I'm like, they just did it in post-production like they, <laughs> they didn't that's how they not, did it yeah did, i feel like, like every I, did time you have to remind her like we're not watching real magic but i mean every time anything happens in this movie the answer is they did it in post like in but it's but i, but I, I think but what I, she's asking you is if this were real how would they have done that but i'm saying like <laughs> there is not a that in this movie yeah, like and you can the, watch oceans 11 answer. and say to yourself how did they do that and there is a story-based explanation right but in this movie you can watch it and say how did they do that and they the, answer are, the answer is, is post-production no the answer in the movie is they are magicians yeah it, it's somehow it's it's total it's total bs and the thing about oceans 11 is everything in oceans 11 pays off in some way yeah this has things nothing that they in do. This movie pays no, off. I don't think nothing pays off because there are things where they explain how the tr- certain tricks were done, but there sure. are these other they, moments where they the do these other tricks once. that have no bearing on anything. Mm-hmm. What did her in the bubble have it had to do with anything? No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. They could have even said while everyone's distracted, they did this. The other two people did this. Like they didn't. Like that. There are so many moments in here where I'm like the projection mapping. No need for that. No reason for that. I mean that's obviously what they used to and make the them way, turn into money. When in the James, end or whatever. When, when, when I'm sorry, when David Franco died, was anyone convinced he was dead? Oh gosh! Oh, I no. knew he was alive. I'm like, yeah. hey, he is alive. Although, okay, now that we're, we've complained in that a sure. lot, I want you to name one good thing about this movie. For me, the chase sequences are pretty good. Okay, you, I think you the on the foot only chase, good bit. Yeah, the on foot chase sequences are pretty good. Sure, yeah, so yeah. So we can agree on that. That's okay. Well, I mean, like. I didn't know that being a pickpocket gave you the ability to do parkour, but apparently it does. But that was, you know what? Honestly, that fight scene was not that bad either, where he like takes the guy's jacket and puts it into the, no, no, it was good. That was cool. Like visually, that's cool to watch. Even the magic tricks visually are cool to watch. I, I have, I guess I have particular feelings about magic tricks and I want them to be real. I know them. I know that they're not real, but if, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to put myself in this disbelief that I am an audience member watching this. Let's watch it. And I'm like, oh, that'd be pretty. If I saw that in real life, that'd be pretty. But that's pretty the thing. Neat. No one saw that in real right, life. Right. And that's what I'm thinking. But I'm like, if I saw that in real life, I'd be pretty amazed. But I'm not seeing it in real life. But I life. can't suspend my disbelief because it's, so, it's so fake and stupid. <laughs> There's like even even their shows. Usually like a usually like a like a magician oh, show. Oh, by the has way, a, I think has... Dave, Dave Franco is going to die because and also, again, that we're trying to be clever. We gave him the death card. Get yeah, it? Yeah, like yeah. your part in the trick is to die. Yeah. In the tarot, the death just means change. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and he's the only character who develops at all. <laughs> and he develops from not a famous magician to a, a famous, famous magician. magician. <laughs> we don't even get to see it. No, no, we. I mean, we sort of get to see it. See, I was hoping that we would get all that backstory stuff, like sussed out in flashback sequences, while no, they were like no. all trapped. Nope. We just got those sketches at the beginning. I feel like I should rewrite this movie. Like, I mean, this would be, be a fun to one to fair, like reverse engineer and to try to be write fair, your own we version. We don't of it. get a lot of character backstory in Ocean's Eleven, except in the dialogue while they're working on stuff. See, I feel like, and this I, this movie was looked yeah. at Ocean's Eleven was like, I can do that. I feel, but you know what? Yeah. Let's spend less time at the beginning. And more time on the spectacle. See, I feel like mine would be less 
Ocean's Eleven. Well, no, it would be it would be also if we had to if somebody told me you have to rewrite this movie and the ending still has to contain Mark Ruffalo being the guy who's behind everything. Great. To me, that would be like if you told me magicians doing a heist, Mark Ruffalo, who's the FBI guy, has to be behind everything. Great. My easy, my easy thing I'm going to sketch around usual suspects. Well, Real and that's easy. The thing. This like usual suspects twist is so much better. Yeah, so much better done than yes, this. Yes, it is. Like you are, you are aghast, but at the same time, you rewatch it and you're like, no, he totally was the whole time. Yeah, I guarantee you, if you watch this movie, there are no hints that Mark Ruffalo is no. anything other than other than a the, guy carrying the idiot stick. But that's the thing is he's carrying the idiot ball too much in a movie that's trying to trick you. Yeah. So if you know any, if you know that those two things are the thing, you're well, like, I guess that's uh, the, I guess that's, it's just sort of a difference in, in a movie like Ocean's Eleven. It's not trying to trick you, right? It's trying, it's like a mystery that you're well, trying to solve. And, and it's what, trying to give you just enough to solve it, but right. maybe not quite enough. And this movie is does not want you to solve the puzzle, right? This movie would rather just trick you. Well, and that's the thing that that, and that's why I figured it out because this movie is lying to me at everything. So if this guy who's playing really dumb. Yeah, I just can't catch him. Oh, there's some maybe some other guy who's helping him. Who is it? I honestly, I I under <laughs> I underestimated the movie, and I was just like, no, nah, they're just this is just bad writing. I mean, it is bad writing, but still. But I I, I thought it was just bad writing, <laughs> gotcha. not bad writing, and the producers actively hate me. Understood. Um, I didn't I, actually answer your question, by but the way. no. But my my point is my point is um, that what is my point? My point is, I guess that they. Are tr- it's a, like you said, it's a movie that's actively trying to lie to you. Yep. So it's going to lie to you to your not, face. Yeah, it's just lying to you so, the whole time. And we're so we're supposed to connect with Mark Ruffalo. Like I just can't get this. And I thought I just can't get this. Wait, yes, I can. And so is Mark Ruffalo because he's the guy who's behind it all. But also, Done. like, like we expected to believe, like it wasn't a good twist. His whole life is, you know, he became an actual FBI agent and got to the point that Man, he he's playing long an investigator con. on, but like. Crappy con. I know it's garbage. It's, it's not a it's not a well written movie, right? Come on, man. Speaking Who's, of which, what is your final? How, how would he movie? even get in the magician <laughs> society? He never did any magic tricks. Um, his dad. Fa- no, I think he founded it. Did no? Well, he probably no, no. It was founded by the ancient Egyptians. Well, maybe he. I don't know. We'll we'll find that out. And now you see me no, too. <laughs> let's be honest. No, we won't. <laughs> we might. Who no, knows? No, we never will find out. I That's don't know. The whole thing. Maybe we will. We'll find out in like a supplementary book that comes out in about ten years. <laughs> Uh, or twenty five years. Let's be real. So, so Ryan, um, what, you know, I never answered your question. What was the question that I asked you? Uh, what, that you what, liked? Something that I like. Well, we both movie. agreed it was the chase, the chase sequences. Scenes. Yeah, that, that's a, that's enough. Okay, that's Good. enough. Good. You agree with me? Sure. That's I fine. like that they shot some of it in New Orleans. Okay, places I recognize. <laughs> so, what is your what are your final thoughts and a rating on this movie, Ryan? The carousel actually was from is from New Orleans also. Oh, okay. At the end, that's not Central Park. Uh, you can tell because the oak trees look like southern oak trees. Um. What my final rating for this movie? Yes. Uh, first, let's talk about blockbuster or lackluster. <laughs> I'm not no. ready to give a rating yet. I haven't decided. All right, I'll decide first. Sure, then. you good? Because we first. have to do it in that order, and that uh, based on our reviews. Okay. Out of ten, out of out of t- possible ten points, I'm gonna give it. I'll give it like a five. No. Now four, a four. Okay, a four. Um, I'll give for it. What? I'm not gonna go the obvious one for this one. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I won't go the four horsemen. Oh, <laughs> I thought that's where you're gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go four, t- four times where a, uh, where an, a, a, an, 
four times where pre- presumably some sort of government agent refers to a corpse as a crispy person. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I thought was very tactless. That's, that's you know, that's how they do it in the service. <laughs> and four that's times they, they don't show the, Dave Franco, bureau. actual Dave Franco in that car. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, so what do you rate it out of 10? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, this movie made me actively angry, and I haven't stopped being angry thinking about it <laughs> in the intervening 24 hours. That's why I um, waited a week to watch it. Uh, I was I was so excited, by the way. I was just going to sleep, and I got your text message that said, every character in this movie is insufferable, and I was like, good night, me. And I, was, I had a happy <laughs> night knowing that you had to suffer my, through this, too. My my anger and suffering <laughs> caused you to sleep better? Yeah, it sure That's did. good. I slept um, soundly. It's good to know that you, you have subsisted <laughs> from my pain. Um, this, oh, man, it's just... just <laughs> We're going to have to watch the second one at some point, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Gosh, darn it. We're going to have to. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. Doesn't a little part of you want to see if it gets any better? No, I just, it hurts. It Ryan, we watched so the under, Ryan, the Underworld movies are worse than this. The mm. Underworld movie we just watched was worse than this. I disagree because the I Underworld movies in- are, are at least sincere. Yeah. No, you know what? I was to more be intrigued fair, To be fair, I was this. intrigued and engaged by this movie. But the end was a slap in the face, whereas I was expecting the Underworld movies to be movies about vampires and werewolves and their eternal battles and leather pants, and I was not disappointed, whereas I was expecting this movie to be good, and it wasn't. Um, so I'm going to give it a three of clubs, oh, Okay, uh, you know, like a <laughs> like a idiot club that someone carries around <laughs> the whole movie. Um and and I'm sure that there there are people who are listening who are like, why did you guys rate it so low? It was pretty fun. And and you're not wrong. Look, like, if it's you a love Transformers, you're gonna love this. It's a cromulently made a... movie, and and you know there's acting that's successful. Yeah. We've seen it's a lot of a lot of panning shots, a lot we, of well shot scenes in this. movie. I mean, I we've seen worse movies. Yes, um, that's true. We have rated worse movies better than this movie. Well, it's all. Per- I mean, we I have mean, we have rated movies that are less successfully. Keep you entertained, like keep you entertained. But the problem is, this movie made me so angry <laughs> like that the, I like the hall? that I hate it, <laughs> and and I want to give it a bad score because it has hurt me emotionally. <laughs> okay, Ryan, it, this movie's being punished. So lackluster. It is. I don't know, man. Is it a? Is it a? No, it's lackluster. Yeah, don't watch okay. this. Don't waste your time. Uh, you want honestly? Yeah. Watch don't Ocean's Eleven. Or watch the Prestige. They don't need to. You don't need to. This is the one time where peanut butter and chocolate don't go well together. Or, or watch <laughs> watch the Prestige and then watch, um, you know, Inception and then Ocean's Eleven or yeah. some combination of those three movies. Yeah, and you'll and you'll th- you'll, those you'll are all triangulate you'll triangulate what this movie was going for. I mean, I mean this movie would be fun if you've watched all those and you're like, hey, you want to watch something bad? I want to watch like a bad version of this? I kind of wonder I kind of wonder if I had known the twist going into it if I would have enjoyed it more because I would have been like, Haha, this is stupid. But now that you know it, you should you should honestly watch no, it again. I, no. After after possibly I imbibing just, some sort of alcoholic beverage. I was drinking while I was watching this movie and it didn't make it better. <laughs> Everybody was just so smug that I hated I hated them. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a long day, and I just like everybody in this movie sucks. I'm I'm hope this helped you get some rage out. Like even Michael Caine, its character, like every single main character in this movie, at some point is just such a smug piece of crap. And and like even from our review of Birdman, as we learned from our review of Birdman, Ryan does not like characters who are smug or deplorable. Anyway, just like there's be one good, clear, good person. No, I'm fine with 
I'm fine with deplorable as long as it's not irredeemable. As long as it's not just I make people suffer because because boy, this movie needs it. You know, like I, I, I like, like characters to have some dimension. Piece of garbage. And it's just, oh, it made me mad. You even this mad over Transformers, this movie, and that's a beloved franchise. This movie made more money than I will ever see in my lifetime. It's true. And now right, you've I'm, seen I'm it. Done. Now you've I'm seen done. me. That's what it that. says as it looks at you. Now you see me. I'm here. And now you'll never forget. Uh, <laughs> I'm done talking about this. Lackluster. No more. Um, so uh, let's let's do Back at the Ranch. Any okay. interesting movie, action movie news? Um, well, I mean, it's kind of an action movie. They got the people who made the Despicable Me and Minions movies are going to make a Mario movie. I, am, I told you this Super today. Yeah, movie, this is, yeah, this is I'm I'm into this. I'm into this. I'm hoping um, that the Goombas say Banyanya. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't. If there's one Minion Goomba, oh my god! I know it would be awful, but I just want to see it because yeah, uh, no, uh, one of our co-hosts happen. Chewie hates the Minions. I do if too. I, and I do too. But I don't hate them like he hates them. Yeah, no, I know. he's actively angry when they're I, around. I I'm just like, oh, they're so household. dumb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there's um, yeah, it's Illumination Entertainment, mm-hmm. so owned by Sony, but it's this weird French studio. They yeah. made those stupid Minions movies. Um. <laughs> Universe so angry with them. Uh, yeah, I, maybe it'll be good. I don't. Yeah, we'll see. They're they're making the the universe in the saying, Super Mario world. I've been saying for years that they should do this. That like if they have the rights, why not make a CG version of Mario? You can make it look like the video game, right? And I, it seems like that's probably what they're gonna do. That's great. Uh, sure. I hopefully the plot's not silent garbage. protagonist. Great. Nah, I doubt it. Or he'll go. Wahoo! Nah, they're gonna give him a celebrity voice. No, Seth Rogen. Is that your call right now? Nah, who do you think they'll give? They'll just get the dude who does Mario. Nah, they're not going to do that. Yes, they will. Nah, they won't. That would be insulting. All the fans would be so angry. So? The, who cares? Uh, the people who want the money and Nintendo. Mm. I bet you Nintendo will make him do that. Nah, bet, or then, then, then the it. main character is going to be his brother, Mario Jr. No, you know, his son, it'll be Mario, Mario and Jr. Luigi. And they'll, they might give, I feel like they'll give Bowser and Princess Peach actual voices. Celebrity but that voices. Mario voice, that's like being like, it's like having a Mickey movie and having him go, "Hi, I'm Mickey Mouse." Like he would never do but that. This have, huh? But this is this is the people who made the Despicable Me Woo-hoo! movie. This is the people who made the Minions movies. Yeah. Also, also, I mean, if we are going silent protagonists, oh. they did make the Minions movies, so they can handle a character that can only say banana. That's true. So, um, okay, Mario time, <laughs> pizza time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that movie's happening. Oh, are uh, they going to get the voices from the Mario Brothers Super Show? Is no, that what they're going to say? They're going to get those guys both still live action. I don't know. I think well, not the two, not those two guys who do the live action. Yeah. I'm talking about the animated parts. Oh, gosh, uh, we talked so about spaghetti. There's some uh, some Star Wars news. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's right. A whole I am new trilogy. So excited. Rian Johnson is doing a whole new trilogy of Star Wars movies. Disney has just that is separate in some part of the Star Wars universe we haven't seen before. Disney has just told me that they will be accepting my money every year for several years. And Disney has said, also told me that they'll yes. be accepting my money on a monthly basis now because they're also going to have on their special streaming service yep. a live action Star Wars television show and a new Marvel show. Yep, that they've announced. Uh, and well, if, and if they here's have, my money. If they have Disney Channel original movies from the late '90s and Disney Channel, Channel uh, and Disney produced Saturday morning and weekday afternoon cartoons yes. on that streaming service, they will get my money every month for as long as they offer the ability for me to give it to them. Um, but so, yeah, I'm, yeah, excited no, I'm really things. excited about the I'm Ryan interested. Johnson stuff because he's one of my favorite movie making dudes, uh, and obviously, I haven't seen. Uh, Last Jedi, and obviously I'm going to go see Last Jedi. Yeah, uh, but like, 
I've liked all of his movies a lot. I like him too. Uh, and I trust At his judgment. At my old judgment. job, I met his dad, or his stepdad. Oh, yeah. I, I also, nice. I think it's it's he, worth he mentioning. He so calmly was like, oh, yeah, my son's directing the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> I was so like, good. Your, your son's Rian Johnson? He's like, yeah, you know? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I've seen Looper. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that was interesting is the press release is like Kathleen Kennedy talking about how much she likes working with Ryan Johnson yeah. or Ian Johnson. Oh, man. How's um, Colin Trevorrow feeling right well, now? Well, <laughs> but and, and the story is that like, like Kathleen Kennedy has made a lot of very successful movies as a, as a film producer. Yes. Um, and like she has had no bones with firing directors who don't follow what she wants. Yep. But at the same time, still gives people who are making movies plenty of creative freedom. Right. Uh, and so I, I think it's cool. Uh, I'm glad to hear that he's playing inside of that role. Because honestly, like, literally all of the other movies that Rian Johnson have made have been relatively low budget. Right. Uh, and kind of like passion projects. Right. And so, like, the guy's clearly a huge Star Wars nerd. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, having seen a movie like Looper and what they do with, with Akira and other and a Atom- and domu referencing uh psionic powers in a movie mm-hmm. like the way they treated in that movie makes me think like oh man we're gonna get some star wars movies that are gonna be just oh <laughs> my goodness yeah fun crazy exciting <laughs> uh besides that thor three i still haven't seen it I Ian saw, saw it. it, and he told me that he thinks I'd like it it was enjoyable everyone else i've talked to says ryan you'll really like this movie you will so one day um <laughs> What else? What else is going on in the movie world? I think that's pretty much it for now. I mean, there's um, not too much. Yeah, there's. Uh, we get three Marvel movies next year. That's true. We do. That's crazy. That's Accurate. we have. It's we been do. a while since we Black got Black Panther, and we get. Uh, and then Avengers. By the way, I'm saying it right now, and I said it before. Black Panther biggest February opening. I promise you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Deadpool was on there, but Black Panther like... is 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 going to get the kids. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um. So oh, I'm so stoked about Black Panther. I am too. It looks pretty good. Yep. Uh, so, well, that is going to wrap us up, I guess, then for Back at the Ranch. And it's going to wrap us up for this episode of Super Action Bros with the movie we will not name the title of again for fear of making Ryan turn into the Hulk. Oh, uh, but uh, before we go, we want to give you a preview of the movie. The fact that they named time. the sequel Now You See Me and then the number two rather than like Now You Don't or Now You See Me 2 T-O-O. Like it's just it's just like twisting the knife. It's just like, hey, we hate you. That's how I feel about the people who made this movie. Okay, right. <laughs> just, it just bothers me. All right, so what it's are we like watching It's like they next? called it Ocean's Eleven 2. Right? <laughs> it's exactly like that. So next time we're watching another, uh, actually a remake of an uh, of, of a movie. Uh, I'm sorry. I another remake. Two remakes. Two remakes. Uh, but this one, it, 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 I don't know. I remember it being pretty well, decently well received when it came out. We'll see how it holds up. We're going to yeah. watch the remake, the uh, Mark Wahlberg version of oh, the Italian job. Uh, so we're going to be watching that next time. Yeah. Watching some Mini Coopers drive through some 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 tubes. Yeah, the, actually the Mini Coopers bit is in the original movie. Yeah, I know. It's That's, just that this is this the is BMW the... produced Mini Coopers that came out in the 2000s. Right. Uh, yeah, so a little italian job yeah so we'll be watching next time the italian job the remake not the original sorry i know the original is really really good but we we've been watching too many good movies for a long time it's time to subject ourselves (laughs) (laughs) so thank you guys so much for listening uh and uh, join us next time we watch the italian job and remember whether it's blockbuster or a lackluster we're we're the super Super action bros
This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.